Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Adventure Games Podcast. I hope everybody is well. A few months ago, uh, Pontus Wittenmark released uh, his adventure game, Justin Wack and the Big Time Hack. And around that time, I had a chance to speak to him about his game. Uh, now, we spoke uh, live on uh, the podcast YouTube channel, which is still available, and there will be a link to it in the show notes. Now, in case you prefer to just listen to the interview, uh, it will now appear as an audio on this episode. Um, so um, I had a great time chatting with Pontus, and this is his third time on this podcast. And we spoke uh, about the plot, we spoke about um, the character, the voice acting, the adventure game community, and uh, our favorite adventure games as a whole. I had a wonderful chat with Pontus, and I hope people enjoy it as much as I enjoyed speaking to him as well. So firstly, here is a trailer, the release trailer for uh, Justin Wack and the Big Time Hack, followed by my interview. So please enjoy. And are you making any progress? Oh yes, I'm closing in on him, Doc. You can be certain of that. Justin works as an IT support technician. He doesn't really like his work and is still madly in love with his ex-girlfriend, Julia. Today, following some microwave space-time tomfoolery, Justin is about to switch places with someone from the past. Hey! Wait! Clute's gonna need your help adjusting to modern times. Gob, gob. <laughs> learning new languages. And making new friends. Wow, what is that? I love that sound. And while having a go at online dating, he might just run into Justin's ex-girlfriend. How's it going, Clute? Pretty, pretty good. Now, Justin needs your help getting back to his own time. And he also needs help figuring out who it is that keeps sending these scary-looking robots after him. Come out and face me, Lurker. I'm not afraid. You will be. You will be. From any timeline. Check. In any universe. And mate. What do you have to say about that, chump? Justin Wack and the Big Time Hack. A story about time traveling, love, and scary looking robots. Hang on, Julia. I'm coming home. Second. And I believe we are live. Okie dokie. Uh, yes, it's it's always a bit uh, nerve-wracking <laughs> when I click the go live button to, because uh, something uh, with technical issues and that. But it's, uh, yeah, no, I, I see myself there now. So we are live. And I am live with uh, Pontus Wittenmark of Warm Kitten Studios. Uh, you have just released your game, 
and I think I can get this right. Just in whack and a big time hack. I've been practicing. Boom. You got it. <laughs> yeah, I remember this was a, a, a particular challenge. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, I, I, I don't know. For, for me, when we spoke before a few years ago now, um, and uh, we spoke, uh, well, back in January, again with uh, Silvernode Studios, that was going to be uploaded on the podcast uh, in September, um, if uh, you're watching live. And uh, yeah, I, I just got confused with the name. I kept calling Justin Hacker the great yeah. time, but Justin Wack and the big time hack. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, it's not a necessarily a good name, but it's like, oh, no, it's, <laughs> it, it has, it has an interesting like rhyme to it. Justin Definitely. Wack no, it's a very Wack. interesting name. I mean, I think that the, the issue is entirely on my end. <laughs> I just, you know, read it wrong, but no, I think I, I got it now. Yeah, it's because um, you know, since you know that I've always uh, n now I know how to pronounce your name correctly, and, and, <laughs> and I have to ask you every time we speak. So it's like, but now I'm sure, sure about Jorge. You're very sure, very good. Yes. yes. Uh, so we're we're both sure about the names now. That's yes. <laughs> yes. we're making some kind of progress, you and I. No, absolutely. I mean, three years later, you know, we met yes. at Adventure X a few years ago. We spoke, as I said, last January. Now again, and finally, I, I feel like there's some real progress is being made. Um, yes. So, uh, well, welcome, Pontus. Delighted to chat to you again. So this, uh, I believe, this is a record now. This is your third time on this podcast. Um, nobody else has been three times, I don't believe, on the podcast. So, oh, wow. Um, I, I feel I, I think I should feel honored about that. Yes, uh, yeah. if I if I had a prize or anything, I would uh, I would send it to you, but um, uh, but we are we are here, we're talking about your new game as a just in whack and a big time hack, which you have just released. So, uh, huge congratulations on the release because uh i mean even releasing a game is uh is an achievement and but it's been getting some really good reviews uh so uh huge huge congratulations how, how do you feel uh i feel very um, mentally sluggish uh, so, <laughs> so i should tell that to every everyone that i'm uh, uh i wasn't quite ready for you know the how brutal release day is with tons of because you know m most of the time no one's particularly interested in in, in the game and uh, from the outside and and, and now uh, you know it, it was a lot so I haven't slept that much so I'm very like uh, uh, feel, I'm in, in in a bit of a dream state but it's uh, um, but but I feel I feel great about finally having done it so so yeah it, it feels. It feels really good. It does, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I bet it does. Um, so as I said, you know, you've been working on this game for a few years now. And uh, as I mentioned to you before we start recording, at least from my end, from the outside, because I was uh, back around Kickstarter and following the updates, there doesn't seem to have been any major... Maybe there was, but it doesn't seem to have been any major hiccups or delays. I mean, the whole world, you know, kind of exploded in 2020 with COVID and everything. But you seem to have kept working away at the game and there doesn't seem to have been really any major delays because, uh, I mean, we spoke about other Kickstarters, which were, you know, five, eight, ten years uh, with delays that are just being released now or still haven't been released. And yet you're, it seemed to have uh, gone by... Uh, well, well. So, it, it, was that the case? You know, how, how was the development uh, and after the Kickstarter? 
Well, uh, I think there was one, or I know there was one, uh, at least one. No, it, I, it, it was one, like uh, one delay where I said like, okay, uh, I'm going to have to rethink something major in the like the in the engine or the framework for it so uh, it's going to be you know 2022 i think mm. my first uh, i think on the original kickstarter page you no know, I, I said i think uh, 2021 uh, so 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 there was a bit of, of a delay mm. there but but of course you know during covid everyone got a pass for sure <laughs> uh, and, and to be frank for me it was like uh, since you know I I, I have a, a day job, it was mm. um, uh, or a day job is hard. I I hold courses in programming, so it's all you know in under the same uh, banner. It's it's all the warm kitten company you know that I that I do my stuff in. But uh, but uh, so the COVID was actually quite handy uh, because I had a you know not a lot of consultancy gigs. Not a lot of courses to teach, so I was basically, you know, free to to hack away on the game. So it yeah. came. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a horrible thing, but it came uh, uh, for 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 this release. It was quite timely. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that from some people. That again, COVID was and is terrible. Um, yeah. But I, from for other people, I've heard that uh, there were some advantages that kind of helped them. Either yeah, with the, working on their games or certainly with yeah. me playing games and having to play more games than I wouldn't have otherwise played. So yeah, yeah, and and also when you have like uh, some sort of a commitment to to release something, uh, you know, you do. Um, everyone understands uh, that, like, okay, COVID, everything is off in COVID. So yeah, so, everything's so, off limits. <laughs> yeah, so so it's uh, so in a strange way that might have been been a little bit helpful for the release. But uh, but yeah uh, yeah m but mostly it's been uh, I think the development has been been going all right I mean everything takes so much longer than you think of course I <laughs> know yeah. uh, I, I mean I, I can only imagine about uh, making a game because for me with the podcast and with videos and I plan uh, oh I'll just take an hour to you know edit these videos and upload them. Yeah. of course it takes about two or three hours and a whole evening is gone yes, <laughs> uh, so, yes. But um, I can tell you that uh, you know because you you you, uh, you mentioned that I surprisingly have some followers on my YouTube as well which is from another life uh, yeah. which is from my pro uh, programming life uh, where I used to do some videos and I can tell you that editing videos are uh, so what you're doing is uh, is every bit as as, as uh, painstakingly <laughs> slow and, and uh, nerve wracking as uh, as game development. Oh well, thank you. I've never made a game, but I would be curious. But um, yeah. but yeah, it, uh, certainly that's why I go live because it's like, hey, less editing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever I, we say goes. <laughs> yes, this is where it's at. This is where it's at. And that's a, that's an interesting point, you know, because. Because I hold a, a lot of courses uh, in classrooms, and uh, and also live now since COVID, uh, live on a camera, and it's never been a problem. But when I record, you know, video material for courses, then mm. I all of a sudden feel very self-conscious, and I start second guessing my English, you know, since I'm from Sweden, and I'm like, uh, uh, you know, like every it feels feels weird to me. So yeah, this live thing is probably a, a 
the way to go because editing is the worst. Yeah, no, even, even uh, just if I, you know, as you say, record videos, try, I'm trying to record more videos for the YouTube channel. And, and again, I feel really self-conscious and I just have to delete and then do it again. And right now live, I think it's because I don't find more relaxed. It's now like, oh, sure, look, whatever will happen will happen. It's live. But when I, when I have to record, again, like yourself, I'm self-conscious. Uh, I'm like, oh, is, is that what I look like? And you have to edit yourself on video and hearing your own voice. It's, yeah. uh, do you have to do, do that as well? You have to edit uh, yourself on camera and your voice? <laughs> uh, for the, the courses, uh, yeah, sometimes. Most, uh, voice, sure. Uh, sometimes... Mm. Uh, uh, um, film as well but it's uh, you know I found it helpful just to throw up a camera so so to not have me any possibilities of editing because if it's just your voice you know you can make mm. uh, like, uh, perfectionist cuts you know where, where oh, we're not, yes. we, we like I'm getting away with all my edits here uh, <laughs> if there's a camera you know you're, you're uh, you can't you, you can't do it transparently can't, so you can't like, hide <laughs> yeah yeah so so i'm very happy that uh that we're doing this live uh oh that, that's you great who, who don't have to edit and happy <laughs> uh, for me uh, as well it feels easier for, for for both of us i think oh that's great because i know some people prefer it not to be live in case anything which will invariably go wrong but it's also i also like doing it live because um people can join us uh if they so wish um, and they can ask questions. And actually speaking on that, Kieran is in the chat. Uh, he says, this is the third part of the Pontus Wittenmark interview trilogy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, the third and final part. Hopefully it's, uh, hopefully be just as good as the previous two and not a uh, bad ending. Like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, ooh, should, well, I probably shouldn't mention anything. It might be kind of like, you know. Uh, okay, I think there I can go, mention. There we go with the live thing. Saying stuff exactly. like that is the danger. The exactly. Danger okay, I, I think I can mention. I think I can mention. Most of us were disappointed with Rise of the Skywalker. You know, the end of that trilogy. <laughs> um, but uh, I know yeah. they'll be getting in. You know. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully it's not Rise of Skywalker. Hopefully this is like I don't know, Return of the King or something of the trilogy, <laughs> or what? Or uh, what? Return of the Jedi. Um, and uh, and Sven Q four five says hi. I'm guessing he's wow. uh, you're Nordic as well. Hi, so, you, hi Sven. Uh, yes. Uh, you know each other. I do. I feel like I know you, Sven, because um, Sven has been instrumental in the release of, of the game. Um, so Sven was one of the Kickstarter backers, mm -hmm. and he uh, and I had we had this tier for like NPC to appear in the game. So so for anyone who's played the game, Sven is. Uh, the flower pusher in the game is based. Oh wow! And his name is Sven. Uh, you know, <laughs> we hover over the hotspot. Oh uh, wow! Congratulations, yeah. Sven. And yeah, uh, and Sven has been like uh, uh, the like uh, just incredible at finding all of my bugs. Uh, <laughs> most of them, hopefully. Uh, during playthroughs, like uh, I don't know how many times you have played through this game, Sven. It would be uh, make an estimate and put it in the in whatever <laughs> chat uh, Shorshake can, can see because it would be interesting to know. Because uh, uh, yeah, I'm very thankful for all your work, Sven. It's been uh, he's a, 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 a active member on the Discord, uh, and, and that. Uh, has turned out to be a really nice, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm, 
I was very hesitant at starting a Discord mm. because, uh, you know, who wants an, a new social media uh, platform, right? Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I was just thinking another thing to just uh, just get distracted by. But I, I agree with you. At least uh, I think the Discord that you have and in Discord on the podcast, everyone is really nice. Um, yes. which which is strange for social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, 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 uh, I think tw- Twitter so far it has been kind of nice in my yes, in my, in, my for myself it, as well. Twitter has yes. been really nice, which I was not expecting when I first went on it. Yeah, it has a bad rap, but I think it's because people, you know, you and I were we're all talking about uh, uh, you know like point and click adventures. So everyone is <laughs> drinking tea and uh, petting their cats. You know? <laughs> Uh, if, if you if you talk uh, you know American politics, maybe that's not the case. Right. <laughs> yeah, things can uh, can degenerate very quickly then. Yes. Um, uh, but 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 since I got convinced into starting a Discord, and uh, and that has been the best move I did in this uh, in, in the development of this game because I, I got to to know people like like Sven and Okona. I think that's how he pronounces his name. Uh, yeah, well, Okona One Up also says hi, oh, and uh, so cool. they're they're uh, here as well. And Sven Q Forty Five says thanks, and then they say I came late to the Discord. Uh, <laughs> well, so did yes. I. I had no idea what it was until just uh, a few years ago. Okay, I, I, was it Sven that said that? Yes, Sven Q Forty Five says I came late to the Discord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You came late to the to to the Discord uh, server as well. I think you were hovering about as a Discord user. Uh, I, I don't understand that much about Discord. It's it's new to me. But, For me but, too. I still don't really understand it that much. But, <laughs> uh, but I, I learned to like it though. Uh, and now that I understand that, okay, it's a forum, uh, and, and you know, I met so many helpful and enthusiastic people. Uh, that it's it's a real mm. like, uh, energy uh, uh, surge rather than a drain, which is often the case with social media uh, for me. So so it's uh, uh, it's been it's been fantastic. So um, yeah, both of you guys and, and uh, more guys. I, I I don't I'm hesitant of naming names here because mm, of course <laughs> get people. Plus I don't know how to pronounce any of their names. Well, <laughs> well there's a French, there's well, a French think... guy who said, "Oh like, yeah, you want." Uh, uh, if you want to, I could do a French translation for free. And I was like, what? wow. <laughs> really? uh, and I told him, like, are you sure it's it's uh, it's an insane number of, of spoken lines? Uh, but but he did. And he came through. And it's it, it, uh, uh, from what I understand, it's a great translation. And, yeah, no, that's, that's uh, very, great. Very, very happy get, to have it. Yeah, when you get people who just offer to help as well, that they believe in your game uh, that much. Yeah, uh, yeah, I must say that you know, like uh, I really never expected that to be the case. To for for people to who, to just who, who like whatever you're doing, uh, willing to to help out with their time like this, uh, it, it's been uh, a true gift and and something I never expected. If someone would have told me that as a pitch for starting a Discord, I would like say um, that doesn't it doesn't sound realistic, does it? But but it's. Uh, yeah, it, it's been awesome. Totally. Yeah, well, and I think the Kickstarter is, has also been, you know, like, because that, that's, um, you know, a lot of people on the Discord, you know, found out about the game through the Kickstarter. Because I, I was a bit uh, nervous about doing the Kickstarter because it's like, 
I don't know about you know asking people for money before you deliver something. Isn't that like uh, uh, more complicated than just building mm. something and then selling it or whatever? But but uh, now now I see uh, how it's been. Uh, for me, it's been like it wasn't the money uh, that that you know because it takes so much money to you know that is time to to mm. get things done anyway. But it's the community that you build through it that is priceless you know in terms of of having a you know a small community that actually loves your your work is is something that that is new to me that that is, that has felt felt very very humbling and uh, and uh, and uh, you know it's, it's a warm cozy feeling so i'm very very appreciative yeah no, absolutely i mean you succeeded on the kickstarter and as i mentioned there didn't seem to be any major delays i mean we mentioned covid and you have created this uh re- nice community and now the game has been released and it has been getting some pretty good reviews there have been several reviews that i've read that have uh, compared it to uh, dave the tentacle as i noticed time travel in justin whack but that you know, along the lines of um you know if you like dave the tentacle then you should like this game so that must be really nice <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, for sure, and it's also anyone who, who's hearing that in the in the pod, this will be on the podcast as well. I, I as well, yes, this will be yeah. uploaded on the podcast. Yeah. yeah, anyone who heard that, lower your expectations now. It, it's I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not uh, you know it, it's uh, it's not that big an operation, but but it is. Uh, I feel it, it, it is uh, it is a good. Game. I'm, I'm proud of the game, so it's uh, and I'm super. I'm stoked to be getting these reviews. Uh, the the steam page uh, the the few reviews that have ca- uh, came in there uh, is looking really really good and uh, i mean that's uh, that's heartwarming because um i don't know maybe i mentioned this when we talked in 2019 or something but mm. i played um maniac mansion as a kid uh, uh you know in front of the commodore 64 and uh and i was like uh, blown away you know, as soon as it came, the first you know like cutscene where it said like meanwhile, and suddenly there there was another part of the house, uh, something else was going on, and I was like, okay, so so this is no longer just like action games. It's actually uh, like uh, a very interesting uh, storytelling uh, device. So so I was uh, I've been this is what I've been wanting to do. Uh, ever since then mm. so it's uh, it's very like uh, uh you know i wish I, I started doing this when i was younger but uh, i i'm i am so happy to finally have arrived here uh, at, at actually putting my time into making what i always wanted to make uh, you know since i worked as a, a programmer the first as the first as soon as i started learning programming the first thing i did was to take screenshots of maniac mansion and create hotspots you know for websites and stuff trying to make uh, make that uh, uh, nine verb system work you know mm. like so 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 it's um, when i look back uh, at my programming you know how i started and everything everything has been pointing towards this so so it's uh, uh, and and uh, I hope to to do you know like uh, a bunch of uh, narrative in some form narrative games maybe not exactly like the the story uh, the traditional storytelling of of these uh, like the Justin Wack and the other tentacle but uh, but maybe um, 
anything that's narrative. So, so I'm definitely planning on doing more, more games. That's the plan. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. No, I like everything that you're saying there. Um, but it's, it's fantastic that after you played Manic Mansion, that now you've been following your dream and that you've just released a game. It's getting good reviews. So it's like, you seems like you're living the dream right now that you're becoming, you know, that you are a developer, like, uh, you know, Ron Gilbert and all, um, and, uh, Okona says, well, who hasn't been blown away by Manic Mansion? That is correct. Yeah. Uh, the, the first time I played it was actually when playing, uh, Dave the Tentacle, that I read that you could play it on the arcade machine. So that's where I played it. Okay. And, um, played I, I played the meta version. Yeah. So now I played it a little bit uh, later. My first game was, well, first adventure game was Broken Sword. And I still were feeling to you that I had been playing kind of racing games. I had played narrative focused games like Final Fantasy VII and Metal Gear Solid. But I was thinking, I wish that there wasn't so much action or I didn't know at the time, but the RPG elements that I thought, I just want to focus mainly on the story and during the gameplay. Then I found Broken Sword, like, this is exactly what I wanted. And then LucasArts and everything that followed. Um, but uh, no, it's uh, fantastic. And speaking of Ron Gilbert, uh, he was one of the backers, uh, correct? Yes, uh, he, he was. So at one point, I was just scrolling through, <laughs> looking for some name to find an email address or something on the backers list. And I saw his name uh, and, I, and I, I went like, <laughs> uh, and I, you know, I looked at the little contact details that you can see there. And I, um, uh, and I sent the message to the guy to just verify that it was if it, so it is him. Yes, because, you know, it wouldn't be far-fetched for someone to create a, a profile. Sure, Ron Gilbert. Yes. Yeah, I'm <laughs> backing a point-and-click adventure. So, uh, And I wanted to ask him as well if it was okay to mention in, um, in uh, you know, in, in like uh, promotional mm. texts or whatever. Uh, and and, and uh, I, got, I was blown away when I got a reply that, yes, it's me, and it's okay to mention. You know, because he had this... Um, uh, at the point, well, I, see, I think he still does have the Grumpy Gamer uh, mm. blog, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> I think he might have had to uh, take a break from it, shall we yeah. say. Yeah, yeah um, that, that's an interesting topic that we should get into. Yeah, if... Uh, tonight. Yeah, yeah, if, if, if you mention, I mean, well, well, um, well, well yeah, speaking Ron Gilbert, he is uh, working on Return to Monkey Island, which was announced in uh, back in April, and uh, at certain time recording at Gamescom, uh, they announced a, tr uh, a release date, which is September nineteenth. Um, and uh, but yeah, on on that time, because we spoke about how the people that we've interacted with in our Discord and Twitter have been, you know, really nice. Uh, certainly, I haven't come across directly anyone who hasn't been nice, even if they have, you know, given suggestions or feedback on how to improve the podcast. They've always been constructive, uh, but. I was kind of very surprised. I mean, we will speak with Justin, Justin Wack, but when people were critical of the graphics of Return to Monkey Island, but then they went a step further and a number of people started giving abuse to Ron Gilbert and some of the team as well. And he had to close down his, his blog. And now he's someone who's been involved in the gaming industry for about 30 plus years. So it's not like he's a young person who, uh, you know, things would get to him. He's, you know, a veteran. And uh, now, thankfully, things do seem to be more positive. And certainly, I've mentioned this on the podcast, that everybody is entitled to their own opinion uh, and to express it. But equally, developers and artists like yourself have the right, A, to be respected, 
and B, to make the game that you guys want to make, because you guys are making it. It's for us, but this is what you guys are making. And whatever, even if we don't like it, I, I believe we should always respect uh, you guys. Um, and uh, But yeah, what, what, what are your thoughts on what has been happening um, about this? Yeah, I was also very surprised uh... And, and and like dissolution because I thought mm. everyone in our uh, community, you know, are are, are the the TV yes. cat petting people. That's uh, only a minority. Again, we have to yeah. <laughs> mention that that we've seen that the majority of people are excited, and even if they've been kind of, oh, yes. oh, of not course. not overly positive about the graphics, they're still respectful. Uh, it's just uh, the minority yeah. of people who have been kind yeah. of abusive or just it's, yeah. It's the same thing as always, like a very mm-hmm. small minority, but uh, very loud. But, uh, yeah, but 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 I th- yeah, it's it's very sad. Uh, it's the idea of it seems to be a thing, uh, you know. Like if you're behind the keyboard, you have the right to just uh, let off steam, thinking that uh, you know no one's going to see this, you know. But 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 of course, mm. I mean he's he's um, uh, he's likely to read the comments on mm. his own blog, right? So it's exactly. Uh, it's... So it's very, it's very. It, it was shocking to me, but I, I think also it's, it's um, maybe it says something about us that we kept playing these games, you know, like or kept, uh, you know, like this scene uh, going, because uh, most of the people I bet play these only in the nineties, and now they see like, oh, he's bringing that thing to life, and it doesn't look like my childhood. So, mm. so you know, like. Um, so I, I I fear that some people maybe let go of, of the coziness when they grew up grew up. <laughs> of of course, yes. I mean that's that's what happens. You know, people when we play games, if we want to try and rediscover that same feeling that we had as children, yeah, it, it's not possible. But yeah. at least for me, I'm in my thirties and I still love playing well adventure games. And while it might not be exactly the same, I still really love. Uh, playing games I haven't lost the passion that I had back then but as you said people probably want to go back to that time and Ron Gilbert said no this is not a retro game this is a modern game with uh, you know references of course but and I think maybe being this pulling back but but yeah I just think there's a complete overreaction about a game that hasn't been released yet yeah uh, regardless of people's opinions yeah I mean it's it, it might also have a little bit to do with like these games when he was making the the original Monkey Islands, these were the biggest games on the planet. Yeah, now it's a little niche, mm. uh, you know. Like so, so maybe it's a clash, a clash of those, you know, that, that huge crowd coming into our nice little niche. Yes, yes. Like, you know, maybe there's something there, but but I mean, it's never okay to 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 write the stuff that he. Uh, he published there. He did have some examples, you know, like yeah, which just was on Twitter, some, some it was stuff horrendous. Like it was vile. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was scary uh, for sure, especially it, for I think everyone. I talked to to other developers of of, mm. uh, of similar games, uh, like we we got like oh. I hope uh, people won't say that about about our our work. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I mean it's, it's very it's very mm. and also I, I was a bit sad to see like the the modern game press is writing like veteran developer reportedly sad about uh, you know, like, like it's 
yes, this is his uh, his game, and mm. uh, of course you get sad when people are being hateful about what you're pouring your your creativity into. It's but but they were treating it like it's like unprofessional to to say that it makes me sad to read this yeah and i just read it from some comments like on forums and on you know on social media and sort of people were saying that he was throwing his toys out to pram that he he was being unprofessional and that you know he should quote unquote man up and you know funny thing is that these people say you should man up if you say anything to them they're the ones who start attacking you and be very defensive and all of that but um, there was one particular comment that I found actually quite funny, and that was on Facebook. And I quote this: one person said that he was like a failed developer, and I just thought, really, just because you just you don't like whatever you you're saying, he's a failed developer. It's uh, it was just incredible. But uh, thankfully, I think since then most of the reaction now it has become more positive. They are recently Monkey Island uh, is a hashtag Monkey Island Monday. I think, and however the game turns out, I mean, uh, we're recording this before the game is out, but uh, and just in the comments, uh, Okona says, it's a good thing that it's not a retro game. And yeah, I would agree. I know I, I have nothing against retro games, or the adventure games, and I've played some retro games which are very good, but you know, I think it's good that it's, it's modern, that it's trying to be its own thing, not just look back to the past. I mean, Timberweed Park, you want a retro game? Well, uh, not to... Uh, Ron Gilbert doesn't consider that a retro game either, but a lot of people would. Um, I, think I heard him say that he's done one retro game and it was that one, didn't he? Like, yeah, exactly. That pixel art and, and everything. Like, yeah. Yeah. And Okona said the old games weren't retro games when they came out. Exactly. They were yeah, state exactly. of the art the at art. the time. They were modern at the time. Yeah. yeah and, you know, I'm old enough to, to, uh, uh, to, to buy those games in boxes, you know, and, and you were looking at the back and thinking, mm. like, wow, this is the best looking graphics uh, I ever seen in your life, you know, like, and, and you, um, it was definitely, there was not, mm. there was nothing retro about them. They were, they were state of the art in, in every imaginable way. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and actually I, I was also uh, thinking of when I started this game, um, I think I mentioned to you before that I was super naive about the genre. I, I was, I said, told you <laughs> one, like, you know, my next game is going to be a point-and-click adventure. Remember those? Those were always my favorites. And he's like, yeah, th those were everyone's favorite. <laughs> don't set. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but and I said, like, but if everyone has them as favorite, you know, like, uh, I think, uh, you know, th that's that's the only genre I, I think I feel just enough about to keep me going all the way to the end with another game. And, mm. uh, and I was... Uh, living in the illusion of like like people stopped making them uh you know like i thought grim fandango or something was the last <laughs> one maybe i played uh, and he said well and he's a lot more in tune with you know the modern uh, game uh, game world and he says yeah I, I think there's i think there's still dropping a few you know like uh, and he, he mentioned those storytell or is that the word story uh, telltale telltale yes yes telltale games yeah and um, and then I started to Google around, you know, when 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 Justin Wack was just like an idea in my mind mm. that I wanted to flesh out. I I Googled and I saw this uh, Gibbous, yes, uh, being com constructed in early days of, of Gibbous or uh, or in the middle of something. They, they had a demo uh, come mm. up, uh, and I was like, Ay, caramba, they're doing exactly what I uh, what I'm 
what my vision is pretty much and and and, and they making it look better than i can ever hope to achieve you know like uh, i still believe that gibbous is uh maybe the most beautiful uh, yeah. adventure point and click adventure game but you know you mentioned broken sword which is interesting because i mean that's that's so beautiful as well yeah and uh their next game i played their demo is near mage and it also looks absolutely stunning mm. it's um i mean it looks kind of like uh, you know well similar i don't want to say but similar to curse of monkey island but it's certainly not a ripoff it's kind of along that style but it looks absolutely gorgeous yeah uh, just the backgrounds and the characters and the animations as well um so yeah people can check that that game out as well and 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 so, so sorry before we leave yeah, go uh, ahead the, the the pixelated and the new monkey island art style mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting because when i started this i was thinking i don't want pixel graphics because it feels a bit sad this you know i love i love the pixelated art mm. uh, like everyone else but uh, and i love it like uh, you know deeply and, and you know like it, it it awakens memories and stuff but but uh, it does. There's something to me a bit uh, too nostalgic and too, mm. you know, something that, that feels a bit um, uh, something doesn't feel right about just like redoing old stuff. So, so I was definitely looking for something a bit more, a uh, bit more modern. But I knew I, I knew I didn't want to go the 3D route. Plus, I, I, I'm I'm a programmer, but I totally suck at, at anything math related. So, so it's 2D all the way. So, uh, but 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 when it comes to his uh, the reaction to his uh, art style, I, I think it's you know like if if it had been a pixelated game, people would have been more positive in general, probably. But people like me and uh, and uh, maybe uh, I think O'Connor said the same thing is like I would rather have him take. I would like every game in this genre to to you know push something forward. You know, like uh, uh, so. So I think that's that's awesome because what we mm. miss about the old games, I think, is not the pixels. It's you know the actual. The pixels just remind us. I, I wrote some piece about this when this thing was like a hot, was being discussed so much. Uh, it reminds us of our like it's it's something that reminds you of an old love or something like that mm. uh, from your from your teenage crush first crush or something like that <laughs> um, but 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 if you were to travel back then uh, you know it, it's not like you don't necessarily want things to look the way they did or or, or smell and taste the way that they, it, it's more like you want you're missing the love itself it's not like the visuals of the love uh, or the, the visuals of the time you, you, we want the actual love that, that's what we're missing you know like uh, so and that's what what they had you know uh, Maniac Mansion did look kind of cheesy when I played it. That was yeah. not a state-of-the-art game. That was an old game. Mm. Uh, I'm born in 78, but when I played Maniac Mansion, that was already like an older game. So you had to own the disk drive to play it. Mm. But, but it was kind of like... Uh, uh, the graphics was not impressive by Commodore 64 standards, but, but the gameplay was incredible you know like so so it was totally the you know like the the idea of having you know to switch again with characters and have an actual 
narrative going on in the background and your the puzzles that, that's what i love so much like the puzzles are part of the gameplay uh because uh personally i have a very hard time with logic puzzles is that the yes. word you know, like, uh, <laughs> i do as well <laughs> i can't stand like I, I i left so many uh, games uh unfinished because you know as soon as you get to like okay now there's a logic puzzle or a slider puzzle. Yeah, sliders or, or like electric. There's often electricity and wires and stuff going on. Yeah, I, I just so if I can like brute force my way. There was a, a game that I just played um, as well. Oh, I hear uh, you now. Yeah, oh, I can hear. Oh, okay. There, there was a game that uh, that I played called Intruder in Antiquity, which I really enjoyed, and the puzzles were generally easy. Now there was one kind of puzzle, like you know, really uh, uh, like an electricity puzzle. Now, uh, I just brute forced my, I'm sure that there were instructions or there were visual clues. I just brute forced my way through. And uh, within a few seconds, I was able to get it. But if you ask me how I did it, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I just was fiddling around with the buttons. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I see. Uh, <laughs> and I got through it, thankfully. But you know what? Whenever I see a logic puzzle like yourself, my brain just kind of clamps down yeah. and I start to panic. I'm like, oh my God, how yeah. do I do this? And not all of them are sure that are that difficult. No, and, and, but, I, and I have spoken to people who find them refreshing. Uh, yes. Uh, so so, uh, so it's, it's uh, you know, it is what it is. But to me, it's like um, there's something about this uh, way of telling stories that, that really appeals to me. And, when, and getting one of those logic puzzles, it's like reading a, like a, a Russian uh, novel <laughs> and there's a brain teaser. And you can't, you can't turn the page until you solve the brain teaser. And it's like, <laughs> but I was in the middle of, a, of an interesting story here. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that, that is something that is, uh, I'm not sure. To, to me, it's like, if I get to one of those, I pause and look to, if I enjoyed the gameplay so far, mm. I will pause and check out uh, playthrough and just copy whatever i need to yeah copy. I, I would check a walkthrough so, so how did you go about creating the puzzles for just in whack then since you said you don't like logical puzzles uh so how did you go about still making them shall we say challenging but um but but then still making them maybe accessible for maybe casual gamers or did you just try and say okay these are this is the way it is these are going to be challenging or just how do you go about creating the, pu the puzzles for just in whack um I, I think I, I just uh, um, played around with uh, with ideas. I remember I had a couple of ideas for the game. Like, mm. if I make a point-to-click adventure, it could be about this or it could be about that. Uh, and one was more dreamy, uh, you know, artsy-fartsy, and one was <laughs> more concrete. And I went for the more concrete one in the end. Uh, and, and the concrete one is, you know, more uh, you know it's very uh, i just couldn't keep away from you know when i was starting thinking about puzzles it was the aspect of time felt so appealing you know that uh, doing something in the past and then seeing something in the present and you know having an effect in the future that just seemed like such a a powerful stuff uh, and it was a powerful like uh, backdrop for, for for the whole thing so uh, so I couldn't refuse that. And, and then the more I thought of it, it's like, and, and I knew, of course, even though I played very little of Day of the Tentacle, I checked it out. You know, I played it, but I really? got stuck. And yeah, we played very little of it, but 
I played it afterwards. Uh, oh, wow. Like blown away. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we, I remember me and a friend, we played it maybe like, uh, uh, you know, two hours and we got stuck maybe like, you know, 15% in or something, but we loved it. It wasn't that we didn't love it. We totally did, but for some reason we never got back to to the game. But, um, uh, but it, it obviously had those... I knew in the back of my mind that this has been done before, you know, like mm. three eras and uh, three switchable characters. We had that already in Maniac Mansion. Uh, and of course, the tentacle is the continuation of Maniac Mansion. So, um, but to me, it was more, uh, to me, you know, Maniac Mansion was, was, uh, was where it sat. But uh, so, somehow, you know, it, it, the, the puzzle seemed... Uh, the aspect of having time, times, times lines like that could be very interesting. And then I just, you know, like played around with things and and and, and like, oh, okay, this makes my my uh, tummy tingle a bit. That feels fun. Uh, <laughs> let's try and get that in, and and that could be fun. And then and then having a, there was a lot of times when I had like, okay, I own if only I could get a sensible way of getting that thing there then this thing would make sense. Uh, so, um, yes, so, but I built all, that, that's the first thing I did in the game was building the, the, the a graph of, of the puzzles. Yeah, so, because I remember when I played the demo, which was, which you released a few years ago, and I remember that the puzzles were challenging that I, um, you know, I, I had to think, but I could still get through it without any help, without any walkthrough. And I and I felt I did feel that sense of achievement when I did. I was like, oh yes, I can do that now. And um, but and and I believe I said I haven't played it, but I believe did you include a, a hint system as well in the game? So uh, how did you? Because I know this can be challenging itself. That some people want a hint system, others don't because they think that it spoils it for them. And it, but then other people, like you said, you know, we will quit the games if we're stuck. Uh, so how did you manage to incorporate that so that it could help people just stuck, but then maybe yeah. not try and give it away? Right. The, yeah. The answers. How, how was your thinking behind that? Because I mean, I don't have the answers myself. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I. I um, it, that came quite late, I believe. Uh, yes, actually, now I remember. It was I, I was because um, you you mentioned Broken Sword, mm. and that game. In Sweden, we never heard of Broken Sword. At least none of my friends ever heard of Broken Sword. I played that for the first time, you know, like three years ago. Really? Everyone was talking about it. Yeah, everyone was talking about it. And I, I talked to a friend of mine at my age, uh, and, and I asked, did you play Broken Sword? And he said, I, I played it, you know, seven, five, seven years ago or something. Oh, wow. So it's... For, for some reason, it, um, it must have been... Because um, I would have, yeah... I would have devoured that game. Mm. Uh, uh, so, but, but I, I hadn't seen it. And that, but, but there was so much talk about it. So I checked it out uh, and I was super impressed with the animations and the beautiful, beautiful tone in the game with yes, the yes. sounds and yeah, true, a true work of art. A very, very impressed. And, 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 I, and after finishing the first one, which I absolutely loved, I played the second one, which I thought was great as well. And there they had a hint system. And I just thought they had a very good hint system, actually. You could ask when you got stuck and you could 
ask like I want to like like a level A, B, or C hint, mm. where A would be a vague hint and C would be like go here and do this. Uh, kind of a, you know, and I felt that was kind of I felt that worked better than having to get uh, a walkthrough and uh, right, yeah, and that feels more cheaty, you know. And I kind of liked that it was in the menu. They had it in the in the pause menu, just as I did in, in Justin Wack. Yeah, they had that on Beyond the Steel Sky as well, which mm -hmm. I thought worked really well. Mm. Uh, no, yeah. that's, that's fantastic. Well, Okona in the chat says, I think is a dialer is a very nice hint system. You almost get the impression that you miss something when not talking to her. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting because uh, dialer, or de I think it's pronounced dialer. Uh, oh. She was actually also a an NPC, uh, you know, a mm. backer, uh, and uh, someone who who me and the graphical artist uh, Alberto talked to in a video call, because uh, you know we had these conversations with most of the NPCs, uh, and uh, she was like very much into you know puzzle solving and escape rooms and you know like uh, those kind of like. Um, um, she, she, she had the feeling of like a puzzle mastery thing and but i couldn't quite find a place for her in the game that felt natural so uh so when thinking of a hint system i was uh, playing around the idea just occurred that maybe well, maybe she could be the one that gives the hints uh, and i have placed you know like hints cards and stuff in the in the pawn shop there's like uh there's like business cards of Dalas, you know, so, so it adds to the meta feeling of the whole, uh, the whole thing. So, so yes, I think there, there might be, for better or worse, there, there might be a feeling of maybe missing something in <laughs> talking to her. And you can tell her to like, you can tell, you know, fire her up and say, I never want you to offer me a hint again. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I like that option if you wanted yeah. to. So if you just wanted to talk, could you still talk to her in the game? If uh... yeah, yeah. Oh, I so think, that's yeah. that's great. Yeah, but but you can't ask for hints. So so she <laughs> she will be like, uh, and she will say like, "Are you sure this you this is irreversible? Are you really sure? Yeah, <laughs> you're on then, your own now. <laughs> yeah, and then she rolls her eyes or something. Like <laughs> you're on your own, uh, hot shot or something like that. Uh, that's pretty hardcore. That's pretty hardcore. You're on your own or something like that. She said. And, um, but there is, uh, I did put in like, uh, uh, I did put in like a, a back door to, to, to unlock that again. Uh, oh, okay. So even if we say we don't want, <laughs> yeah, jump into the discord. If you, if you, if you have time need to enable her, cause I have it somewhere. Okay. So it was always nice to be given the options, I think. Um, yeah. if, if, if you, if you wanted to, but, but yeah, no, that's, uh, and I remember in the game Inspector Waffles, uh, there's a hint system in that game, and that's your mother. So you play as Inspector Waffles. Your mother was a detective who's now retired, and if you get stuck, you can just call her. And again, it feels completely natural. Ooh. And uh, there's also other comments uh, saying, like, uh, did, did you wash your clothes, dear? And then, oh, how do you do this? Okay, maybe we should talk to this person. But then uh, a motherly comment she would make as well, which, uh, so I, I really like it when some of the characters are part of the hint system as well. Yeah. I think that yeah. still feels natural. Yeah. Um, 
Um, yeah, it, 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 that is really cool. that's an excellent uh, that's a cool thing about uh, uh, so, he, so he's calling his mother and, and, mm. and she can give other stuff as well. Did you remember to do the blah blah blah? Yeah, and it's optional as well. You don't have to yeah. uh, call her. Cool. Um, yeah, cool. but but yeah, and Kieran in the chat says yeah, hints built into the narrative are definitely the way forwards. Which uh, which yeah, if you can build it into the narrative into the game. And uh, pre preferably, probably if it's optional, like in just in whack, I think so. Best for best for everybody. If you don't want to use the hints, yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, and she became practical also to have in mm. at the start of the game. When you start the game, uh, one of the things that I, I, I'm very pleased of in the game, because like every game developer, I was banging my head against the wall trying to come up with a good. Uh, a tutorial system, mm. which is the most boring thing for you, the player, <laughs> and me, the developer, always, you know. Uh, but, but you know, you think that, you know, but, you know, it's fair that people get some instructions. So, so but what I did here was just when you start the game, Dela, you meet Dela uh, in, the, in the start menu, and she says, like, and by the way, since, since tutorials are so boring, I just stuck a help note into Justin's uh, inventory. So just look at that if you... Oh, you know. okay. Yeah, that's... Again, it feels natural. Yeah, I, I really like it because it has that meta feel and also it's like was super easy for me to just have a hint uh, or, or rather a help note. And that help note is, you know, like drag and drop stuff from the inventory to hotspots to do stuff and click where you want to go. You know, those basic stuff that's just super annoying for, mm. for, for most players to have to go through. So... So I kind of liked uh, like that. In the beginning, I was placing that actually in the on the floor, mm. so right in front of uh, of the player, the player. Uh, but during playtesting, people kept walking past it. <laughs> and I was like, and, and that's something I learned through painstakingly through this. Like uh, the playtesting is uh, it's it's incredibly hard, you know, because uh, it, it's so hard to remain calm when you put that note in front of the player. And the and player they don't see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and, and in, in general, you know, like, uh, you know, you have so much uh, invested in the game, emotion. Mm. And when someone is playing, you know, and of course they're going to play, do what seems natural to them. And it's not what you have had in mind maybe. And, and you'll be like, you know, like yeah, so, so the tension, uh, the tension arises in the room. You know, so I learned uh, for for my my sanity and the sanity of those around me. I, I'm, I'm, I, it's probably better that people play test uh, and just provide feedback. Feedback, right, right, rather right, watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah because um, you know it's really hard because we want people. Uh, this is illustrated perfectly by by the. Uh, Tim Schafer in that uh, documentary when they're doing uh, Broken Age, mm. and he invites people to play test, and he's sitting there and, and being like, "So, like, uh, are you do do you are you enjoying yourself now? Now that you're stuck, you know, like, <laughs> and people are like, yeah, I guess so.' You know, because, because it's it's a weird, it's a genre where you want to sit with your cup of tea and. and not be stressed out exactly yeah that's so uh, you know from most point to click games it's you know whole point or one of the points i think is to be you know to be relaxed yeah that, um 
that, that we don't want to, you know, it's a, drink a cup of tea or sometimes yeah. people play together. And, yeah. um, and, uh, and yeah, now um, I also want to, wanted to, to ask, because I know we're coming up to the hour mark, but um, uh, with the voice acting from the trailer sounded very interesting because the robots I particularly liked that they sound yeah. like, I believe one reviewer called them, and this was meant in a good way, a bored Sean Connery. <laughs> that, <laughs> you know, that, you know, do you expect me to talk? Um, yeah. it's I know a terrible impression. Uh, but I'm, I'm sorry. But uh, was was that the intention, or what? First of all, about the the robots. Uh, was what what were you going for then? I suppose with the voice actor. Uh, the voice actor, actors. Yeah, yeah, the voice actors. But but the the bulk of the uh, the voice acting is done by four voice actors. Uh, and my friend Stephen uh, did, the, you know, he did Clute, the caveman, and he did all the agents, and he did a bunch of the smaller parts. And when we were trying out for the agents, uh, for the demo, uh, I basically just like, um, I don't think I had Scottish in mind. I was just like, try, try some. These, these can, we can go out uh, and we, we can have some fun with these. Uh, mm. Try some dialects. Uh, and we just messed around a bit. Uh, and he, he's, um, um, like all of the voice actors are British uh, because I'm such a fan of British, uh, you know, the British vibe of humor and uh, it just makes it things feel more, you know, like a bit more personal, uh, less Hollywood. Uh, so, uh, plus I knew more Brits than than Americans, so it's easier for me. Uh, and and he just uh, he just did that. <laughs> he did it so well, and uh, and I was like, yeah, that 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 thing is actually that's awesome. Let's do that. And then when I put the effects on afterwards with the, like the the Darth Vader kind of effect uh in post processing it was like uh like just elevated so much so yeah uh th th those are my favorites uh for sure i well, remember did i say that my favorites because <laughs> I, I love those but i was blown away by the guy uh, liam who did justin uh, okay he's so so good Liam James is his name. Uh, and uh, I think he's helping out with some other uh, adventure for life. Uh, uh, the, the, is it Quest of the Druid or Plot of the Druid? Oh, Plot of the Druid. Yes, yeah. yes. Yes. Uh, I think he's helping out over there. I, I think, um, yeah, yeah. He, he's doing some small part there. Uh, but, uh, and he, he, Liam is, you know, like a professional actor and, and voice acting guy. And uh, the, 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 and the, all the female voices were done by a fantastic uh, uh, voice actor as well. Or she, she doesn't really work with voice acting, but she, she, she's called, her name is Maddie, Maddie Savage. And she, I, I found her at the co-working place where I sit in Stockholm uh, playing ping pong. I heard her talking on the phone in a British accent. And I'm like, ooh, a British, uh, <laughs> British women, uh, exactly what I need for the game. <laughs> I was, you know, just, just hanging out. And, and, and the conversation went on forever. 
and uh, and when she finally hung up, I was like, "Hi," uh, and she th- I'm, she's, I'm sure she thought I was some stalker or something, <laughs> waiting so long. Uh, and I just told her like, "I'm doing this uh, adventure game, and uh, I really like the sound of your voice. If you'd like to do some voice acting," and she was like, "Sure, I do tons of voice acting. Here, here is my here's my rate, hourly rate." And I was like, "Oh, oh, okay." <laughs> uh, so, so what she does is uh, uh, like recording for uh, British uh, news agencies or a British news agency in Stockholm. If I understand. Okay. Yeah, and she she's done stuff for BBC and stuff. So she's she's very like uh, uh, not necessarily you know used to putting on uh, different parts acting wise, but mm. I think she did a great job. No, fantastic. Well, I look forward to uh, playing it myself. Kona said that she is yet to, or that they have um, yet to do a playthrough with voiceover. So, well, you can play through it again with uh, rope. So it's Darth Vader meets Sean Connery (laughs) for the robot voices. Yeah, Yeah, that's strange to me to think that because Kona has played the game a a, a lot because Mm. he's. Or he, sorry, my my apologies. Uh, no, you're right. He hasn't played it with voice acting. Uh, I learned that as well. He's played it uh, just with text because he's mm. uh, he's been doing the fantastic German translation. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, so he's been very text-oriented and probably, you know, not... Uh, a lot of work there as well. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot more than I uh, imagined when I <laughs> <laughs> when we started, you know, like it's been a lot more for him to take on, you know, like sure, because it's because uh, he, he didn't just do it like uh, um, I sent him the lines and he translated, you know, he played through it and you know really put his heart into it to make sure that it works in the correct, um, you know, th- that it's in context everything. Yeah, no, that that's great. Well. Yeah, and Sven is also German, so so oh, uh, so well, they both speak German anyway. So I, th- I think they're both from from Germany. So so they uh, uh, so I think they're he's helped out a lot with the feedback to to Connor. Cool. Well, yeah. I'm sure they're both being very helpful. Now, if anybody in the chat has any questions for Pontus, you have a few minutes still before we finish up. Um, so feel free to write them in the chat if you've got anything at all to ask uh, Pontus while we have. Uh, here, uh, but while, while we're waiting for that, I'm very yes. disappointed that you didn't ask me about my favorite adventure games, which you have done. Uh, oh, so okay, go every other time. Oh yes, because uh, you you did mention them uh, before, but okay, go ahead. Well, tell us what your favorite adventure games are. Yeah, yeah, but keep in mind, the last time I did this was in uh, 2019. 2019. Right? Yes, yes. So, so it's so, and a lot of people probably won't have haven't it. haven't heard it. So yeah, well, uh, by all means, yes. What are your favorite yeah. adventure games? Because of course I listen to your podcast uh, every episode, and and uh, I think it's very interesting to hear this. Sure, and I've, have you prepared? Because everyone tells me that that is the most difficult question, but I'm sure now you probably prepared and you're probably waiting for that question. Uh, no, yeah, it's, it's more <laughs> like I kind of remember what I what I said last time, I think. But but but, but, it but has we, we can see if they match, if they're the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's scary. That's a. Not necessarily, but 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 I'm going to go with the ones that was the most important to me. Sure. Uh, and then I have to start with not Maniac Mansion, but King's Quest One, because that was the first game, right? First adventure game I saw. That's uh, like, uh, and I saw it, you know, 
even before we had a computer, it was my father's uh, job. And he was, you know, he works in like uh, political departments. Um, I never really understood what, uh, you know, a grown up. <laughs> he had a, he has a grown up job, my father, uh, with computers. And, uh, and he showed me King's Quest One and, you know, he showed me like, okay, you, you steer, you can control this guy, and then you walk up to the door and you type open door, and the door is open, and then you go in. It, I'm sure, blew your mind, you know, like yeah. a lot of other, most other people who played at the time. Yeah, I was, I was very, very impressed with it, and and like uh, couldn't couldn't believe that uh, that my father uh, did anything uh, except playing that game. I mean, how <laughs> how cool is that to have a, a, like a virtual world in there? Uh, how cool is that? Uh, so that one was super big, and, and the next one had to be Maniac Mansion. You know, now we're sixty-four, and 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 it's even more refined to me, like the the Lucas Arts way of of doing these games with the cutscenes. I don't remember any cutscenes from those early Sierra games. I might be. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, th I, th I think it was all the game from. I mean, I played the Sierra games afterwards as an adult. Um, I got them in the collection that was available, uh, but I don't remember. But yeah, definitely remember in Maniac Mansion with the, yeah. the cutting, as you said, meanwhile, and, yeah. uh, and, 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 yeah, no, definitely, you know, very important games. In, in the chat, I believe uh, Sven says that their favorite is Days of Tentacle. So, Guessing that that's one of the reasons they enjoy Justin Wack, <laughs> but um, and Okona yeah. says their fa favorites are a Space Quest, which is uh, mm. um, definitely a lot of people's favorites now. Um, and have there been any? Uh, you probably haven't had much time lately, but uh, have you played any modern adventure games uh, in the last few years that you particularly enjoyed? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I try to check out every everyone that I come across uh, mm. because you, you know also maybe mostly to like see uh, you know what people are mm. what people are doing with the genre uh, and one that I played a lot uh, recently and really enjoyed and I finished it uh, which I often don't uh, <laughs> because I, I'm not good at playing these games but that was uh, Voodoo Detective the Voodoo yes, Detective yes yes yeah. I heard your your uh, interview with with those guys. Yeah, they were really fun to talk to. I still have to play that game myself. Uh, I have a list of games that I still want to put for... Now I've got the Steam Deck, so I hope that I'll be able to get around to playing these games now uh, over the next few, few months uh, that I haven't been able to get because I've been traveling to different places during the year. Um, okay. And now hopefully I can bring my Steam Deck with me, uh, oh, okay. which would be nice. But um, yeah, no, I've heard good things about that game. Yeah, I think that was really cool. Uh, it, it's um, uh, it's hard to put your finger on what what what's so good about it, but uh, it's really good. Uh, so it had <laughs> that love. It had that you know that mm. the actual love, love itself. You know, uh, it, not just some, uh, not just the visuals of love. You know, but there's something there in the storytelling and everything. Mm. Uh, it's it's a really good one, uh, and. Um, uh, I think the puzzles felt pretty natural and uh, they, I really enjoyed that they had a lot of, yeah, the way I like it, you know, that the puzzles are a part of the story, uh, you know, like, and not so many like uh, 
drawers and sliders and stuff. And sure, yeah, that always helps. <laughs> yeah, they pulled it off really well. And uh, but I also played. Uh, I think we mentioned before we started talking the uh, uh, the cat. Uh, we have the lick option. Uh, yes, uh, the, I think it's time record is about to be released. Uh, nine more lives. Yes, nine more lives. Yeah, I, I, I like that one. And the, speaking of voice acting, the voice acting in there was absolutely beautiful. I think people will enjoy that game when it's it's just a, again time recording, uh, just a couple of weeks. I think really think people will enjoy that game. Yeah, um, um, and uh, yeah, but I think that those are two that comes to mind. But uh, I, I I shake I shake them all out. Oh oh, of course I, I'm forgetting one of my absolute favorites, uh, which I think uh, is. Um, has gone by a bit unnoticed. Uh, did you talk to, I don't think you did, talk to Jeremy Frick of uh, the Dexter Stardust game? Oh, no, I played that game. I reviewed it actually in the podcast. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it as well. Mm -hmm. I played it on the Switch. Okay. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. and, and actually, I think the controls on that, because I was a little bit hesitant, point and click on the Switch. I wasn't sure how it would work, but I think that the controls, the gameplay worked really, really well on the Switch. That even though it was point and click, it it still felt completely natural, <laughs> which yeah, I'm sure is not easy on the Switch because the controls were so there was no mouse on it. Yeah, um, exactly. so it worked he, he really himself, well. Yeah, he himself says that that's actually the ultimate experience for that game, uh, which made me like, wow, that that's mm. really cool to hear because you know that now that I released this game, I, I'm probably thinking of okay, maybe porting it to different. Yeah, do you have any plans to port Justin Wack? Uh, well, when he said that the switch worked so well, I was, you know, I, I, that feels like maybe the, the definite, maybe the next uh, frontier. But but uh, I'll have to. I don't really know how much work it is and how. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to do some investigation there. But uh, uh, but that that might just happen because yeah, because he, he he said exactly like you like uh, this. Uh, it actually works very well. Uh, on that com with those physical controls there. Yeah, I was very impressed with the uh, controls. And yeah. do you know if uh, Justin Wack is uh, Steam Deck compatible as well? Uh, or... In a roundabout way, it is. Yes. <laughs> you can start it and you can play it. Uh, O'Connor knows this uh, better than I because he has one of those. And uh, I, I, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, O'Connor, but I think he you have the possibility of like configuring the controls a bit yourself as a player, I think, and not in the game, but, you know, in settings the, or yeah, settings for the deck. I think you can remap controls or something. I think so. Like I haven't had a chance to look at much myself, but for different games. And I think some of the games uh, it's automatic. Yeah. I, I think actually you can play it automatically because they have the touch thingy mm. maps to the mouse and the, the, the click, you know, match to the key to the mouse, and so you can play it. Uh, but uh, he definitely said that you know, if you tweak a bit of the settings, it works uh, um, almost flawlessly. You know. Oh, very, very nice. So, yeah, they just. Yes. Sorry, I, just. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say that I, I, as I understand it, if I put more time into it, I could probably, you know, from my end, make it work. Great from the beginning, so so people won't have to do that. But as it is now, 
uh, it, it works, but to get a, a, a really good experience, you should talk to Ocon on the Discord because I think he has a file or something that you can. Oh wow! Okay, use. well I might be. <laughs> yeah. Hitting them up. Yeah, they just mentioned in the chat that uh, they can play it on the deck and that Ocona said that they prefer using the touchpads, but you can completely configure the controls the way you like and you have complete freedom on the Steam Deck. So that's good. It's also playable on the Steam Deck. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, yeah, which, that, yeah, yeah which, which is kind of cool, right? So, yeah. And also that means, you know, people with, with um, Linux computers can play the game uh, with, with mouse and, and keyboards. Mm. which was something that I didn't really promise in the Kickstarter because I didn't really, you know, I, I, I don't have a beard and I don't know how to do Linux <laughs> stuff. So, but, but there are other uh, possibly bearded members on the Discord. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Nope, uh, fa fantastic. And then to, uh, before we finished, and you mentioned that you wanted to continue making more games. Um, I mean, I know, again, Justin Wack has just been released, uh, but do, do you have, uh, are you able to say anything at all about what you might be working on? Might we see more uh, Justin Wack, the, the Wackiverse maybe, <laughs> or something new, something different, or even maybe not adventure games? I don't know. Uh, I'll leave this up to you, uh, whatever okay. you're. Okay. Uh, you're able to say whatever you feel comfortable. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Saying that about the future. Maybe I should announce a release date for, for the next game. Sure, yeah, that, <laughs> that'll go well. I'm sure. Yeah. Can't see anything going wrong with that. Yeah, that sounds like a, it sounds like a good idea. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exclusive on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, but I do have like a handful of ideas that I'm, I, I like to pursue. Um. And uh, but uh, but I'm not sure which one I will pick. But I have a, a few, and, and at least one of them is in the same universe as Justin Wack. But it's okay. not uh, you know you, you don't play Justin, Julia, and Clute. It's you know but but it's in the same like uh, franchise, if you will, or same, same sure. world. So so that that could be interesting. But but and it it's definitely uh, it has. Uh, storytelling in it but it's not a traditional story driven point and click game mm. uh, so it's uh, that's something that's that i might look into but i have um i have one idea that is traditional storytelling as well so and i have a, one that is kind of bizarre uh, that i uh, that i might want to do and so so i have a bunch of ideas but, uh, <laughs> Uh, and uh, you know, I, I try them mentally and, and, and li listen to, to the tummy, and, and if it tingles, that's the one I'll, I'll, I'll go with. And they all kind of tingle, but in a different mm. frequency. You know, so I have to decide on which frequency, which tingle frequency is is, is the one. Yeah, your your spidey sense or your witten sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so so there, it's definitely you know like. Uh, I like to be clear about that. That my goal since, since starting was not to do one game. Was was to establish. Was trying to establish. You know, um, my, my dream is to 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 be one of of the those people who, who can make a living making these uh, narrative games. So, so that that is my goal, uh, and you know, it, it's it, it's my my dream, and uh, I, I I hope to. Uh, you know, the plan is definitely to, to, to drop 
uh, not just one game, but uh, many games, hopefully. Uh, so, so, yeah. Uh, well, you started, you're on the road now, you've released one game, so you are officially a developer. Yeah, yeah, it, it feels weird. You know, to, to me, it, it feels weird when I look at the date now and see 24th, because to me it was like a 23rd, that's when it all ends, you know. <laughs> so well, I, I'm... Um, I'm surprised that we're still we're we're still happy. Still yeah, still we're here. we're still here. People are playing your game, and from what I can read, enjoying your game. And uh, yeah. we will, of course, be reviewing your game once we once we play it. Ooh, um, have I sent you a key or something? Uh, well, I was one of the backers, so I uh, I got of the course. key as well. And actually, what... I actually sent it out to you uh, <laughs> manually by mail. But, all but all what, what, one of the things, well, a couple of things very briefly wanted to mention uh, that it's very good. First of all, I think your experience as a consultant, you can see because we can see in the game that you're giving instructions about you know the tutorial and also in the email for any developers listening, I think for Kickstarter, this is, I think, really good. You sent a key. And uh, you also sent instructions on how to activate it. And I think that's really important because not everyone would automatically know how to do that. So um, I think that's definitely really, really good. I was very happy to see that. Um, cool. Cool. So, and uh, what, what was the other thing? Oh yeah, you also sent the key, you know, very early as well. There were, uh, again, I won't mention the name, but there were maybe one or two other developers from Kickstarter, and they sent. And, and again, I know they're super, super busy, but they sent the keys out. I think, but was one case about a week later. Now, for me, it's not so bad because I have plenty of other games to play, plenty of other things to do. But I know there were some people who were complaining, and uh, so you, you want to keep Kickstarter backers on your side. But so far, you again, very quick, very efficient uh, with instructions. And um, so I think people can learn from you. If you are develop, uh, adventure game developers on Kickstarter, uh, I, well, I would say they could contact. I don't know if <laughs> oh, yeah, would because it's worked very well for you that you've done things really, really well. And even after the release of the game, which is important as well, uh, using those two examples. Well, thanks um, a lot. That, that means so, a lot to me. So yeah, ge genuinely, I was very, very happy. The instructions and then very quick as well after the release or before the release as well. Um, which again, we shouldn't take for granted. Again, I know how well I don't know, but I imagine how hard it is for developers like yourself. But you've done it really, really well. So I think people can definitely learn from you. So, uh, and I'm saying this genuine, not saying it because you're here. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, I love to talk about uh, development and, mm. and games in general. So if any of you uh, people listening are planning to do a Kickstarter, because I know you have, have a lot of listeners like like me. Yeah. Mm, also developers, yes. Also some creators. I, you know, I'm always uh, available for, you know, like uh, for picking my picking my brain of, of what mm. I learned through this journey. And uh, I ask tons of people who have heard on your podcast for advice. Mm. Uh, so you mentioned Charlotte uh, uh, Sullivan, yes. Uh, I, I I asked her recently about like. Uh, do you know how this works and yada yada? And, you know, everyone's very helpful. Yeah, which is great could, about the community. That it doesn't yeah. seem to be like, I'm sure there's, you know, not competition per se, but everyone is helping each other, it seems, which yeah, is it, wonderful it, to see. Yes, it's very little uh, of competition and very much, mm. a, uh, you know, like a, um, a cooperation thing. It, 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 it just makes sense. 
Absolutely. So, and it feels feels better. So it's because uh, she's, you know, recently uh, uh, gone, gone through, you know, what I'm going through. <laughs> so I had to like uh, ask her about like, uh, do you have a tip on this and that? So, so <laughs> I'm definitely here for anyone who wants to to bounce stuff like that. Fantastic. Awesome. Um, yeah, well, also Death Corp game in the chat, chat says you are totally a dev. So. Yeah. I'm totally a, a, a what? A dev? A dev, a developer. Oh, yes. Oh, so I'm, I'm a developer. You... <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, so before we finish, is there anything else that you would like to mention or discuss before we finish anything that uh, that we didn't cover? I'm sure, there's probably a lot of things. I mean, I could spend hours. Uh, but... <laughs> um... Um, uh, not, not, well, I, I just want to say that uh, a, a big thank you to anyone who's helped out uh, along the way. Uh, it, it's been awesome to 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 get get feedback and have people trying the game and testing the game and and anything. And um, thank you so much for showing interest. And uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's been been a very fun journey. And, and did you say Death Corp uh, was yes. Uh, well, then I have to definitely call out him. We, we mentioned Alberto already. That's the guy who did all the the the, the backgrounds and the animations. Oh, wow. Basically, all the graphics, you know. So he's and he's making his own game now. That's Alberto Costa, and he's making his own game called Death Corp, which he has a free demo on itch coming to Steam soon. So if you like the art style of Justin Wack, you know you you have the same thing. Uh, uh, even more of him, of his style there, you know, so it's, uh, so everyone should check that out. And he, he's, uh, he's an awesome guy. Uh, hi, Alberto. <laughs> it's been, it was great. Uh, it was great to talk to you the, the other day. We had, since, since we worked very intimately or closely, you know, in the beginning of this, uh, and afterwards I, I worked alone for a long, long time, just getting everything working. Uh, we had a, a nice uh, conversation uh, on the release day, where we, you know, like touch, you know, did a little retrospective thinking of like, well, wow, it's been an interesting journey. So yeah, cool. Well, very yeah. best of luck, Alberto. I think I I can speak for a lot of people to say I think that we do definitely love the backgrounds of. Uh, uh, don't, don't think there's any controversy with your game with the background or animations. No, Alberto's um, <laughs> animations, his animations in particular, I think, is absolutely uh, yes. No, absolutely, I love that about just yeah, the, uh, the, the demo. Yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, curious about that Corp game. I have to check that out now as well. Hmm. Um, well, thank you, Pontus. And again, time recording. We don't know if Adventure X is uh, going ahead. Hopefully, by the time. Uh, upload this on the podcast it will be going ahead this year because you very kindly bought me a pint last time and i think i said i will buy you a pint next year <laughs> then 2020 happened so i still owe you that pint oh, um which, yeah so if, if if not i'll have to go to sweden or yeah. <laughs> somewhere yeah just because i i don't like being in well also to meet you uh, again, I'd love to go to Sweden. I've never been, but hopefully we could meet either or in Sweden and in Adventure X. Hopefully that will be yeah. uh, going ahead and we yeah. can meet again. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, it was fantastic. But uh, no, thank you for uh, joining me again. Uh, once again, huge congratulations on releasing. First of all, it's an achievement releasing a game. <laughs> Um, as we know from some other people who take years as well, but you seem to have done it again without a hitch, and uh, it's getting good reviews. Uh, it's on it's on Steam, yes. 
it's yep. it's all yeah. Steam, and it's also I should mention that it's also on a DRM free store called Fireflower Games. Oh yes, yeah, I should mention them. They seem like uh, great great people. The Fireflower, if uh, DRM free, they have a ton of really interesting games as well, and really good supporters of adventure games. Uh, so shout out to Fireflower Games as well. I can put the link there um as well but uh, but a huge huge thank you for agreeing to speak to me and thank you to everyone uh who uh came on the chat uh well to finish off dead cupcake says cheers man let's make more games together uh, and i think we all want that so um thank you everyone for joining me and thank you pontus and uh we will definitely keep in touch and uh hope to uh to hear what, about uh, what you're doing in future hopefully not too long in the future yes hopefully we can speak on the November, uh, yes, hopefully, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully, well, okay. Thank you. I, bought, I bought plane tickets and I started <laughs> mental preparations for flying, which you know, which for, for, for someone like me is like, okay, I, I don't like flying, so but hopefully, it happens. Well, let, let's see, Ho hopefully, by the time people are listening, it will be happening or will have happened. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, thank you so much, Pontus, and thank you everyone for joining us. And uh, we'll chat very soon. So that was my interview with Pontus Wittenmark. I hope you all enjoyed it. And uh, I would love to have him once again on the podcast, hopefully uh, at some point in the near future. Uh, so that is it for uh, this uh, episode, for uh, this interview, but still plenty more to come. There'll be more interviews uh, coming up uh, this year. And um, I'll be joined once again by Thomas and Laura as we'll be reviewing uh, the latest adventure games that we have been playing. So until then, take care, everyone. And goodbye. <laughs>the adventure games podcast then please subscribe rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts please leave a review on itunes if you can as every review helps and reviews will help get the word out especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast now you can also follow me on social media you can follow me on twitter at Advent Game Pod, and follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well, and we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a adventure game developer or a adventure game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you